Welcome to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner, a show about shifting our individual and collective beliefs on what is possible for the future of humanity. As our understanding of how our reality continues to shift, we are at a point of reunification between science and spirituality. What does the world look like when we break free from the generational trauma that has kept most humans playing small for thousands of years and step into our full power as the co-creators of this reality? I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not. Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the whole show because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the conversation that unlocks something for you. Welcome back to Changing the Channel. I am joined today with Destiny Mackey. She is a mental health coach and speaker. Her life journey has been a testament to resilience, rising above a challenging upbringing marked by familial discord, witnessing her father's substance abuse, and her mother's battle with cancer. Growing up as a young caregiver while striving for education, she experienced bullying and isolation, facing the depths of depression, anxiety, suicide, and identity crisis. With nearly a decade of therapy, her transformative quarter-life crisis birthed the purpose, empowerment through public speaking. In 2023, Destiny champions those touched by adversity, offering a path to inner peace and healing. So welcome to the show, Destiny. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. It sounds like you've had quite the life so far and you know you're a quarter or a third of the way through so walk us through that journey from you know the depths of depression and anxiety all the way through to empowerment and empowering others absolutely so it's quite a long story so i'll try to summarize it as quick as i can but when i was about eight years old that was really when reality kind of hit for me my dad was going through a substance abuse issue where he was addicted to various substances. And at the same time, my mom was also diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she was only given a 30% chance of living. So me at eight years old, I'm witnessing my mother basically on her deathbed and my father not really being around dealing with his own substance abuse issues. It was very lonely. And I was still trying to be a child and have fun and go to school and make friends. And I was dealing with bullying at school. And, and life was just so hard. It was so hard to just be me in those days. And so growing up, I didn't really start going to therapy until I was, you know, um, my first year of college. But, you know, I was growing up and I had all of these identity issues into my teenage years and I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how teenagers were supposed to act. And I just had all of these problems. I had all these emotional issues that I never worked through from my time being a child. And so when I actually started going to therapy when I was about 18, 19 years old, I started unpacking everything that I actually went through. And it started answering all of these questions for me about why I was the way that I was and why I acted the way that I did and why I had outbursts and why I felt depressed and why I did go through suicidal periods of my life. And for the past 10 years, I, I've been going pretty consistently. And now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm so comfortable in myself. Thank God. This has been a tumultuous ride. Um, but, you know, 
the real thing that really hit me, which was about a year ago now, I entered a quarter life crisis. And I kind of realized that despite going through all this therapy, I wasn't actually happy. I was dealing with all the crap that I was going through from my time as a child, but I never actually focused on what I wanted, what made me happy, what made my soul sing. And so last year, I found myself in this quarter-life crisis. I was crying hysterically, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not happy. I haven't been living the life that I want. And so I quit my job in real estate. And I started my own business and it's just been such an amazing year. A lot of growth that comes with it, starting your own business. I'm sure you are aware of that, how much that goes into it. But at the same time, it's making my soul sing. It's what I want to do, which is great. So that's kind of the, the long story short and for you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's um, uh, a very... I think it's a probably pretty similar story for for many people out there is, you know, they they start doing the healing journey. Right. And it's like, OK, well, I, when I heal, I'll be happy. And it's like, actually, that's not the case. Yes. The healing just allows you to get to a point where now you can see, OK, what is and what is not helping me uh, become happy in my life. And, and, you know, experiencing that firsthand, it was very interesting because you go from, okay, I've got this life path. This is where I'm moving towards. And then all of a sudden you start to realize, oh, man, that's, that's not the life path. Like, e even though it brings me safety and security, it doesn't bring me happiness. And right. when, when you start to, you know, really heal yourself, there, there is no, there's no going around the happiness. You have to start working towards your happiness. Otherwise, you really start to feel it, especially as you really start to heal those wounds and you start to remove the trauma from your life and you start to really start to focus on what it is that you truly want to do with this with this lifetime. Right. I want to take a minute from the show to share how you can support changing the channel. This show is my passion project. And if you feel called to support, the best place to start is by subscribing and sharing the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. You can also use the link in the show description to provide one time or monthly support. Next would be to check out my website in the show notes where you can become a VIP of the show and check out the many offerings I have to support people on their journey. Finally, you can engage with the Q&A and polls to have a direct say in the direction of the show. I'm forever thankful for your support. And now, back to the show. Yeah, cause, because when you're going through the, the pain and the trauma, the chaos feels comfortable to you because that's all you know. But once you get out of the chaos and you're in a more comfortable place and a safer place, it just kind of feels like you're floating. You're not really going anywhere. You're just existing. And I think that's kind of what I was feeling. And I didn't want to wait until I was 50 years old to realize, oh, crap, you know, I, I'm just existing. I'm not doing what I love. I'm not doing what makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, that's important. And I think it seems to be happening more and more earlier earlier on in life for for people uh like you said a lot of people in the generation before ours they waited till 40 or 50 to really drive after their passion go after their passion uh not everybody again just kind of broad strokes but i would say probably a majority of the people they waited until uh maybe 40 or 50 or maybe the kids were out of the house or something like that and then they really looked for their happiness in life the the purpose that they're they were meant to and now it seems like 
people in our generation, they're not waiting till 40 or 50. They're doing it at 30, 35, 25. Some people as young as, you know, 17, 18 years old, they, they already know what brings them happiness and joy in their life. And they're, they're pursuing it. They're going after it. And it's, it's amazing to see. Um, and I think that's kind of a part. It's, it's where we're at right now in, in society is that there's, there's this swing back towards, you know, finding your happiness and your joy and, and living your life through that lens instead of the lens of, you know, okay, I got to put in 30 years of my life to do something and then I can live that happiness, that joy, that, that peaceful life. So as that starts to happen, I mean, what does that, what does that look like for you from a societal or from a, you know, a larger standpoint as people really start to, to live and find their, their happiness, their, their purpose in life? Yeah, well, I think we have put a lot of emphasis on having nice things having a lot of money and that's what's going to bring us joy that's what's going to make you happy that's what's going to make you comfortable well when i was working in real estate i was making six figures that's the most money i've ever made in my life and i can tell you surely enough i still wasn't happy because real estate as nice as it was as comfortable as i was being able to pay my bills it didn't bring me joy it didn't fulfill my soul and it just lacked that connection. And I, I just didn't love it. And I think, you know, I see a lot of things online where people are like, well, money does bring happiness because you can pay your bills and you can live comfortably. And money brings comfort, but comfort and happiness are not the same thing. Right. Comfort is that floating through, you know, just existing, just getting by. Happiness is you have that joy in your soul. And so I think a lot of us are starting to realize that, you know, we just want enough money to pay our bills and we don't need to have all the money in the world, but we need to start creating those connections with the things that we love. We have to start having those deeper soul connections with other people also. And that's really what I think a lot of us in the millennial generation and I think Gen Z too is also realizing this is. You know, it's it's not about having the nicest house and the nicest cars and the nicest things. It's just we want to live happily and actually feel happy. Mm -hmm. And this is the time to do that because technologically where we're at in society is that uh, you can make a living doing almost anything, doing whatever you truly enjoy, you can pretty much make a living at and it does seem to be the, the perfect place for this transition in society to be happening because we've got the technology, we've got, you know, the desire we lived. It's interesting because we've gone through such a massive shift in technology in the last 30 years or so that you and I have lived through pre-internet to web 3.0 in our mm -hmm. single lifetime. So we've seen, A, we've seen that, money really doesn't bring you happiness or joy. And we experience that in our twenties, in our, you know, early thirties, that, that it isn't just about the money, that it, that there is so much more to life than making enough money. And that the moneyness is the money is not going to fulfill you. Uh, and it's not going to fill that hole inside of you where happiness should be, you right. know, where joy should be. And We've seen the technology and, and the uh, we're able to harness that technology to to find and do what we truly enjoy to do and make enough to, you know, have a roof, have comfortable li lifestyle, 
maybe travel a little bit as well, because that's what a lot of definitely millennials and Gen Zers, you know, they're, they're prioritizing uh, a house with a fence and a backyard for, you know, the ability to travel the world, to see everything that they can in this, in this, you know, beautiful world that we have here. And uh, they're not waiting until 60 or 70 to, to go on those, those cruises, uh, like, previous generations have they're they're doing it right now while continuing to earn money and and be able to make enough so that they can you know again do what they truly enjoy doing right and most of us can't even afford a house anyway so you might as well just travel <laughs> yeah exactly you know rent a little something here and there and and travel around the world and and really enjoy it because it is it's that's that's why we're here we're here to have have a an enjoyable time to experience life and to learn those lessons. And we don't have to learn them always from pain and suffering. Uh, we can learn those lessons from intuition as well. And that's something that I talk about a lot. You know, the, the difference between learning your lessons from pain and suffering, which is walking the path, walking a path that isn't yours all the way down until you realize, okay, this is, this is a problem. Like I, I am gotten myself into a dead end or this is not the way that my life needs to be going. And then you have to backtrack and, and go through the healing process and, and figuring that out versus learning through intuition where you tap into your intuitive side. You tap into your ability to see into the future, to experience different timelines. Uh, you bring that in and you say, okay, which timeline, which, which future seems like the one that, that resonates with me, that resonates with my soul, that's going to bring me happiness and joy and peace. And that is where you can, you know, you can truly live your life uh, in a in a joyful, peaceful, loving way without having to, you know, go through all of this pain and trauma and suffering that that some people feel like they have to experience. Right. You said it best. So, yeah, now you talk about uh protecting yourself from the madness that's invading every aspect of our lives or seemingly invading. So, let's let's delve into that a little bit. What what do you mean by the madness and how do we protect ourselves? So the madness is just all the chaos that you hear about in the news. Stuff with the government, they're not getting along, the Republicans versus the Democrats, the student loan payments, the, the race wars that we're having, having in the United States. It's really easy to get sucked into all of that. I call it all madness because to me, it's just a distraction for what we should be doing. I feel like we are set up with all of these distractions in the media to keep us all angry, to keep us all upset, to keep us divided because there, I, I firmly believe there is some type of power out there that wants us to become more divisive on purpose. I'm not entirely sure of why, but we need to focus at a spiritual concept conscious level and we have, can't get caught up in all of the madness that we see on social media and on online because there is so much more that is good happening around us that we don't see because it's not being reported or it doesn't get a lot of views or it doesn't get a lot of attention and really just having a positive mindset moving forward and accepting that there are other people that are like-minded like us that want to connect and focus on the good and make life better and make life easier for people and come together to do that. Mm -hmm. I hope that all makes sense. No, it does. And that's 
kind of why I wanted to start changing the channel was to to start bringing people together uh, again. You know, I enjoy these conversations and they're they're a lot of fun, but I'm looking for other people out there that that share a similar perspective as me and really trying to build a community, build a group of people who are interested in creating this world that isn't as divisive, that isn't as uh, driven by strict profits, that isn't uh, as centralized as it currently is, because those are the kind of big things that that really, I see the future as being more decentralized, open sourced, and community-led. You know, mm-hmm. again, we're, we'll have these larger, larger communities. And within those large communities, you'll have smaller communities. And within those communities, you'll have smaller communities. Um, but there's really nobody directing. There's nobody telling everybody, okay, this is how you're supposed to be doing it. There'll be mm-hmm. w- what I would call, you know, th- these um, councils that'll kind of share, okay, here's what a couple groups have done. And they really found this very helpful. Take what you want from it, leave what you don't. You know, again, it's up to the community to decide that to empower themselves as how they're going to live. And they have to also live with the mistakes that they make as well. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned about spiritual consciousness. What what does that mean to you, per se? Well, I don't want to get too philosophical and crazy sounding here. I mean, you I can't on this show. I don't know if you've hit, heard about some of the guests I've had, but you can't get too philosophical or too crazy on this one. Right. Well, I guess I think of it more. I don't actually know if the Matrix is real, but I think of it more like we are in the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a conscious being underneath whatever is happening in the Matrix. And that's what we actually need to focus on. And all of this coming around us, all this stuff in the news and stuff, to me, that's all a distraction in the matrix, if you want to call it that. Um, and so when I say spiritual consciousness, it's understanding that there is more to us than everything that's going around us. We have a deeper soul connection. And we all have it. All humans have it. But not everybody is aware that they have it. And not everybody is aware of how to use it and connect with other people. So it's just being very, what is the word, um, unconditional with one another, accepting each other for who they are as a soul rather than for what they are as in a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well put. I think that's very important for people to really keep and understand is that, you know, at, at the fundamental level, you know, we do have a soul, we have a spirit, we have this animating aspect of us that permeates all of every being in the universe and, and that's what that's what you know uh, religions call the field or uh, the holy spirit or you know what what scientists are now calling consciousness is is the fundamental the underlying fundamental building block of reality it's it's not atoms it's not subatomic particles it's not quarks and and neurons and all that stuff what it is is these waves of energy, which which basically are consciousness, and that consciousness is fundamentally creating what you're calling the matrix, or what I would call, you know, three D reality. Um, yes. Again, it's it's it it seems like a matrix because it's that's the way that the human mind is able to kind of wrap around because we have a, a context for it. We have a movie that exists that really contextualizes the idea of 
physical and non-physical worlds existing together in some type of harmonious way. So, you know, I, I do enjoy, I, I've called it the matrix before and it, it, what it, what it really is, is physical existence, this, this 3d reality that we're in. And like you said, we're connected to something outside of this, this five sense reality, our soul, our spirit, our, our, you know, God, how, again, however you're kind of contextualizing this. and, And we're just sometimes arguing over semantics instead of, you know, realizing that we're literally talking about the same thing. Even right. even the agnostics are talking about it when they talk about uh, the placebo effect. Like how how can something happen when you're just given a sugar pill? And it's because your mind is way, way, way more powerful than anybody, than any reductionist perspective, than any Newtonian uh, physics perspective is going to give it um, you know, it's they're they're not going to assign anything more than just the atoms and the neurons that are firing within your brain. But in reality, there's a conscious being that has a, a an effect over your life and your beliefs, your thoughts, and your actions all create the reality that you're existing in. And that that's that's the fundamental truth that we're starting to a, a reawaken to. Mm-hmm. Is that it, it? We're not in this deterministic matrix like everybody has thought that we are we're actually the creators of the matrix as well as mm-hmm. being involved inside the, the the matrix and you know it's like if you talk about the sims game a lot of people like to yes. to make the sims reference right and you know from the sims perspective they have no idea that outside their computer there's a there's somebody who's like you got to go over here and let's go to the school and let's let's uh pick up the kids and we got to clean the house and they're building all the the roadways and all of that stuff. They they have no idea. They're just like, oh, this is this is how the world works, and this right. is what we're living in, right. and that's just exactly what we're experiencing. Is this this um, you know our brain is filtering out all of the 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 timeline shifts as we shift from one timeline to another as our beliefs, our thoughts, and our actions change. Mm-hmm. The brain filters that out. It it. You don't see where it's cutting the film and moving you to a new timeline. You only experience this linear progression of timelines as you've experienced it from your perspective. And that's right. that's you know at the cutting edge of where we're at with with uh, quantum mechanics and uh, understanding the science of consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing this aspect into into the mainstream and uh, letting people know that you are the you are actually creating your own reality. Uh, whether it's a positive or negative, you know, you, that, that is fundamentally what changing the channel is all about is, right. is that realization. It's that realization that you have the ability to change your channel whenever you want to tune into a different reality, to tune into a different frequency, to tune into a different channel and experience life in a better way. And again, it's not like it's, you know, you click a button and boom, you're into a different reality there. Right. It's work, it's effort, it's, reprogramming your 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 brain you know uh, through through neuroplasticity you have to rewire your brain for this new reality to take to take effect and and that can take especially if if those synapses have been firing for years and years and years and years it can take maybe a couple days or a couple weeks or maybe a couple months for you to really experience that now as you get better and better and better I had a guest on very early on in the podcast, and he said three days is is all it takes 
to to fully change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Once you get once you get through three days and you have that belief ingrained in you, the next step is is three weeks. And once you've done three weeks, you know, twenty one days, you've basically got it in. And if you can continue that for three months, you've rewired your brain. You're right. you're completely rewired at that point. Like you now exist in a different reality than you did uh, the, from those previous three months. And exactly. that is powerful for people to understand. So, um, so yeah, how did how do, how was your experience uh, with rewiring your brain with learning uh, new belief systems in yourself? Yeah, you know. Going to therapy for the past 10 years has really solidified a lot of my new, healthier, more positive beliefs. But, you know, the first time you you do it, you're just kind of like, oh, you know, this is who I am. I'm screwed up. You know, you can't change me. And I have all these problems solidified. But the more you go consistently and the more that you talk through what you actually believe, you start to realize, oh, you know, maybe I'm I'm not this bad person that I thought I was. Maybe I don't have to be stuck here. And it starts to feel better when you finally accept that you don't have to continue feeling miserable. You don't have to cry every day. You don't have to continue being angry or upset anymore. You can find peace within yourself. You just have to work towards it. And so it's really just taking your irrational belief systems that you hold about yourself and saying, do I really believe this or is this a thought that I was taught to believe and I'm just continuing to believe it because it's comfortable or it's all I know and really just challenging those beliefs about yourself. And I remember one of them for so many years was I'm not good enough or I'm a waste of space or I'm a burden to people. And I genuinely felt that for years that I was a burden, especially to my parents. I used to think, You know, if I wasn't born, they wouldn't have, you know, gone through substance abuse issues. They wouldn't have maybe gotten cancer from all the stress or. um, And so one of the beliefs I've had to change about myself is I'm not a burden to people. I felt like I was a burden to people because of everything happening around me. But my parents love me and they tell me all the time that, you know, they're so glad that they had me and it was hard when they had me, but they love me so much that they wouldn't change it for the world. And having that validation and understanding that, you know, maybe I'm not a burden to them. Maybe that's just how I felt because that's how it looked around me. And I was taught to believe that, but, you know, them telling me that I'm not a burden to them and actually believing that I'm not a burden to them will start to change and you know, you just you start to feel more free and you start to feel like, wow, you know, I am a great person. <laughs> right. I'm not a burden to people. And it's it just takes time. It takes dedication. And you have to be committed to yourself and you have to want to change. Hundred percent. Does it feel like when you go back to those times that you're rewriting your history, like you're changing how you're viewing your history? Because like you said, from your perspective, from your eight or 10 or 12 year old perspective, you know, it seemed like your parents were fighting or using drugs because you were in their life. But in reality, your parents were just dealing with things that they needed to deal with at the time that they were dealing with it and had nothing to do with you. If anything, you were a reason that they were trying to get better and they weren't, you know, maybe they weren't, they weren't doing it as well as you would hope they would have been doing it, but they were making an attempt to get better. So right. does it feel like you're rewriting your history as you go through those experiences? And and how does that feel? 
It does. And, you know, I actually just just did another podcast with somebody else where we actually went internally into my life and went through the parts of myself, like internal family systems. And I remember one of the things that we did was um, she told me to imagine my younger self at that time. What was I doing? Where was I standing next to myself? And eventually she had me follow along. Um, she told me to have my younger self follow me along and come to my house. And, you know, how does she feel? Does she feel comfortable? Does she feel safe now? And doing that exercise with her was just so enlightening because I felt like I was just taking my younger self and I was able to like hug her and comfort her and not make her feel scared anymore and so yes I definitely do feel that I'm kind of overriding my history and I'm able to it's not secure I'm able to comfort my younger self and what she went through even though I'm, I'm not that young anymore right and then you experience that in the now moment right you experience right. that change uh, in that perspective. And, and again, it's, it's like moving to a different timeline, a timeline where your, your younger self, your, your young child is no longer hurt and pain and, and scared and suffering, but, uh, you're living a life where your, your, uh, younger self experienced love and joy and peace. And that is a part of, this multi-dimensional reality that we exist in, the, the matrix that we exist in is that you can go right. back and rewrite the past, rewrite all the experiences that you've had and get to a point where, okay, this is my purpose in life and this is what I need to be doing and these are the beliefs that I need to have in order to achieve that. Right. And that, that is a part of this, this personal development story, this spiritual development story. And, and again, for me, Spirituality is just realizing that there is more to this reality than meets the five senses like that. Right. There's an understanding that there's something way more to this than just just what our five senses tell us. So uh, within that, there's the idea of multidimensional reality of different timelines of of alternate realities that we can experience. And, and this is kind of uh, it's a good way to conceptualize and, and I love the internal family systems way of doing it because you're actually going back and you're literally rewriting your past right using your current consciousness to go back and rewrite that past and and it I think it does it, it goes into rewiring your brain and as long as you're integrating it properly as long as you're you know continuing to do the work and you don't just have an IFS experience and then you know the next day you just forget about it and, right you know because <laughs> You're not going to rewire your brain that way. There is there is a huge part of integration. It's the same thing with doing any type of psychedelic experience. Like if you just have a psychedelic experience and you're like, "Man, that was a wild experience," but you don't integrate the lessons or the the, you know, whatever you experienced into your psyche. Right. It was just it was just an experience. It was just like going to a water park on a Sunday and, you know, you had a really good time, but you know, you don't integrate that into your psyche when on Monday morning. Right. If you do integrate that into your psyche, now you become a different person. Now you've shifted the way your brain functions and you've shifted the timeline that you're experiencing. Absolutely. And it's a it's fascinating to see that. And and I'm very hopeful for humanity. I'm hopeful because all of these systems, whether psychedelics is your route or internal family systems or traditional therapy or, you know, even just listening to podcasts and, and having a different experience or a different perspective, uh, 
there's just so many different ways for people to do the healing and to to really find their true essence and their true purpose and and start living from that perspective. And when we all start doing that, I think we 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 transcend. We transcend this limited perspective and we start to work together as a a very uh, harmonious group mm. of human beings. Right. Yeah, we got to change the culture, especially, you know, um, like I said, all the, the politics and the distractions are thrown in your face. But, you know, what if we actually had news articles pop up and talk about, you know, how to be a better connector with one another or how to right. love other people better. But instead, we fill it with all the drama and the bad and we start to believe that, too. Mm -hmm. We've got to change our culture before we can change everybody. And you can do that with your with your own social media platforms. I right. mean, I, I've I've done it. Uh, I've got TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. They all send me positive, exciting, you know, aligned messages that I truly enjoy. And I've done that because I was very conscious of what I was spending my time on when I when I did, you know, take that ten or fifteen minute break to go on Instagram, to go on Facebook, to go on TikTok. And mm -hmm. now they're just bringing me positivity and joy and peace and love and and everything that I've I want in my life uh and and that's possible for anybody because the algorithms regardless of of you know your belief in whether Facebook or Google or Instagram you know whether they're good or bad um the algorithms are neutral they're going to send you what you want to spend time on that's literally what they are designed to do how much time are you going to spend on this page versus this page versus this page and if you take time to sp and spend it on things that bring you positivity in your life things that bring you joy things that you know uh, that are making you feel like you can make a difference you can be a better person you can you can have a better life then it's going to continue to send those more and more and more and more. And and again, that's just how the algorithm works. And the algorithm just represents the um, how the matrix works. Uh, again, if you focus on the negativity in your life, the universe is going to show you more negativity. It, it's That's how this reality works. If you focus on the positivity, the universe is going to show you more positivity. And Unfortunately, with with Facebook and Instagram and Google, you know, there's one metric that they're measuring for. It's how much time you're spending on that single article. Right. With the universe, it knows your thoughts, it knows your feelings, it knows your true intentions. So even though you say to people, I want to be happy, I want to be joyful, if your thoughts inside your mind, if your actions out when nobody else is looking, when your um uh, beliefs and feelings are not matching the reality that you're saying that you want. And again, this is where people get into the idea of manifestation. And it's like, well, why am I not manifesting? It's like, well, because your actual true beliefs do not align with what you say you want to manifest into your life. So right. the the algorithm of the universe understands far deeper than just you know the 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 conscious mind. It understands the subconscious mind as well. And that is the tricky part. You have to rewire your subconscious mind to experience these new realities, these new timelines, these manifestations that you want to bring into your life. And I think, you know, you also have to kind of balance your wants and desires with your, you know, with what you truly want to experience in life. And that that sometimes gets missed as well because people 
they're manifesting a mansion and a, a car and and it's like, well, why are you manifesting that? And it's because I want to be happy. And it, like like we discussed earlier, those things are not going to bring you happiness. You're right. just manifesting them into your life and then not experiencing the happiness. So right. if we start manifesting things for our happiness, for our joy, for our peace, if we really start putting the energy, you know, our creative energy into how can we be happy at how can we be joyful? How can we be peaceful in life? That's when things really start to change. That's when we we really start to see this this more beautiful world that we all know is possible. Right. Exactly. You summarized it more amazing, so I can't really add on to it. So Aw. <laughs> well, any any tips or tricks for people who are just getting started on their healing, on their um, you know, journey that that really helped you out from the start? Absolutely. Pain, if you are used to pain, if you are used to chaos, it's going to feel the most comfortable to you. And the most uncomfortable things are going to be the things that are actually good for you. So 100% follow those uncomfortable things. Try them out for yourself. You probably have some unconscious bias that's telling you to be scared of these things because you don't know anything about it. You don't know if it's going to help you. I can guarantee you it's probably going to be a lot better than what you are comfortable with in your pain. Beautiful. I, I think that's very important for people to understand that, you know, just because it seems comfortable to be in the chaos doesn't mean that that's exactly where you want to be. That exactly. there, there, There is another side of the coin that you can get to. So, well, if anybody wants to uh, go out, you're, you're doing... Um, you're doing speaking tours and stuff like that. You know, how do people get uh, in touch with you, find out where you're where you're going to be at, uh, what programs that you're offering uh, as far as like your coaching and all that? Sure thing. So you can find me on TikTok, Instagram and Facebook at Destiny Mackey Official. I believe Facebook's also the same for the link. And I will be having a workshop by the end of the year. I don't have a set date as of yet, but it is going to be how to handle your everyday pains and frustrations and turn them into positive behaviors and attitudes that you want to have for yourself. Beautiful. Excellent. Well, I will make sure I share all those in the show notes. I really appreciate you coming on today. This was a wonderful conversation and I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast. Hit the bell to know when a new show comes out, share with a friend, and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps get these messages out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we are here to experience. Make sure you interact with the Q&A and poll sections of the show so I can continue to provide content you enjoy. Finally, check out my website in the show notes to become a VIP of Changing the Channel and join the shift that is happening.